Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? You used the words fireable offense earlier. Yes. For how the Saints handled themselves down the stretch of that game. Absolutely. But just think about the... The magnitude of the stupidity that has to exist to let somebody who has done it 43 times before in his career just go ahead and do it for the 44th. Let me make this easy. Let me give you as much time as possible. Let me throw the ball in second and third down and let my guy get out of bounds. Dear God, the New Orleans Saints are just awful And let's not discount that role in last night's game, despite the fact that Tom Brady did it again. Yeah, but here's the thing, Carlin. Tom Brady in that situation with being down 13 or more points going into the fourth quarter, he was 1-43 in in those situations. Including the playoffs. Including the playoffs. The one win, (laughs) historic comeback in Super Bowl 51. That's it. So even the greatest quarterback of all time, when he's in that situation... He's usually going to catch an L. And last night, the New Orleans Saints had the perfect confluence of events, or blunders if you want to call them that, to open the door for the Bucks to come back and win that game. And Tom Brady was brilliant in those moments. The second to last drive for the Bucks, Tom Brady was 6-9, 55 yards and a touchdown. The last drive for the Bucks, Tom Brady was 8-10, 63 yards and a touchdown. He was absolutely flawless in those last two drives. Both of those drives, less than two and a half minutes a game clock. The point that I'm trying to make, Carlin, is the Tampa Bay Bucks shouldn't have got the ball back down 13 points with five, minute, five and a half minutes left on the clock. They shouldn't have got that back. There's no way. New Orleans got the ball up 16-3 with less than seven minutes a clock. Carlin, they only ran off a minute and a half, didn't force Tampa to use not one timeout in their second-to-last drive. How is that even possible? Let me tell you something. We talk about these coaching vacancies yeah. at the end of the year. New Orleans is going to be one of them. Oh, absolutely. Dennis it's Allen be is a much better coordinator than he is a head coach, and he's proven that with the Raiders, and he's proven it again with the Saints. They're going to be looking for another head coach. Last night might have been, and, and there have been a few times this year, but that was the ultimate illustration of missing Sean Payton. Yeah. That was that would I, I'm very confident in saying if Sean Payton was coaching that team, it would not have happened. No. That's what I'm very comfortable saying. And now here we are. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, not to mention Sirius XM Channel 80. When I say here we are, we find ourselves with the Bucks right now at six and six atop the NFC South, which as I tweeted last night. The team that wins the NFC South should be forced to pay off one of those fantasy football loser bets <laughs> where, like, you got to go sit in the Waffle House for 24 hours, and the only way you can reduce it is to eat one waffle per hour. <laughs> but I digress. The Tampa Bay Bucks right now, as leading that division, mm. Canty, they would play the Dallas Cowboys in a wild card game right now, and that game would be in Tampa. I can't for a moment. Even though we saw them beat them earlier this year, 
think that the Cowboys would let that happen again, especially after losing to the 49ers last year. But dear God, if they ever did, you talk about an implosion. That doesn't even begin to cover what would happen with the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's more pressure on Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys with the Jimmy G injury for the Cowboys to get to the big game because it feels like outside of the Philadelphia Eagles, they have a clear path. There's no other team in the NFC that we're taking serious as a title contender. Do you trust Minnesota? No. Do you trust the 49ers without Jimmy G? Do you? I don't. Not yet. I don't. Do you trust the Seattle Seahawks? No. Do you trust the New York Giants? No. Or the Commanders? No. Exactly. So that's my point. I, I mean, it feels like... This is a unique opportunity for Dallas to get there, and the only thing standing in their way is the 11-1 Philadelphia Eagles. So that, that to me, Carlin, is is the big question mark on on what ultimately ends up happening uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. But, I mean, when you look at the matchup with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers specifically, the two things that Dallas has struggled with under Mike McCarthy, overall game management and penalties. Carlin, the Dallas Cowboys – are 31st in penalties in the National Football League. Do you know where the Tampa Bay Bucks are? They're sixth, okay? They, they have the six fewest penalties in the NFL. Game management issues. Do we need to go back to that loss that they had in Lambeau Field a few weeks ago when they didn't run the football and run clock when they had an opportunity to control the complexion of that game and keep Aaron Rodgers from getting back in it? Absolutely. They failed then, just like they failed on wild card weekend against the 49ers last year. So again, we start talking about those instances, clock management, end of game situations, penalties, those are areas that the Bucks excel in. And that's why it makes it hard for me to trust the Dallas Cowboys as a road team going up against the Tom Brady led Bucks. I, I get that. I would have real trouble believing that the Cowboys at this juncture, would not have learned from what happened last year. They haven't, Carlin. They haven't. They, they have thir- they're have 31st in the I NFL know. in penalties. I know. They haven't learned. I know. I'm talking about the playoff game specifically. And penalties aside. You can't say that's an aside, though. That's a huge issue. Yes, it's a huge issue. But are the Cowboys a better team than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yes. Carlin, yes, they are. I, I'm willing to say right now the Cowboys are a more talented team than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, the, not what I asked you. Yeah. Are they a better team than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? They have a better body of work than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Still haven't answered it. I'm not going right to I'm, right. I'm giving you the answer. Okay. I'm giving you the answer. So you're saying no. They have not. a better body of work this year. Right. They have more data points that would lend me, that would lead me to trust them more. I trust them more than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers you trust based the, on what I've seen right. in the regular season. But the postseason is a totally different animal. Yes, it is. It's a totally different animal. So I'm not basing what I think is going to happen once we get to that point solely off of what I've seen during the regular season. I'm not. I'm looking at the Cowboys now, and trust me, it pains me to say it, that I absolutely trust them more now than I did last year at this time. or Last year going into the postseason, okay. certainly. I thought they were going to lose to San Francisco at home. And it wasn't just about screwing it up. I thought they were going to lose to San Francisco at home. This game, to me, has more to do with the fact that while the Bucks might be disciplined in terms of penalties and all that, they're not as good of a team. I have to watch that offense 
for 58 minutes last night or 56 minutes, whatever it was, just plod up and down the field when they had opportunities and they couldn't do anything with it. And and this has been a season of frustration on the face of Tom Brady other than for those final couple of minutes last night. I look at them and I'm going to buy more into the bigger picture of the Bucks and what they have done this year, which is not a whole lot. And I know we've had the injuries and under, with them and all that. I don't trust the Tampa Bay Bucks more than I don't trust the Cowboys to not screw it up, if that makes sense. That's a bad place to be in when it you're is. saying who you trust less. It is. <laughs> it it's is. not I'm, about who you trust more, look, it's who you trust less. You talk to me about the Cowboys the following week? No, no, no. I don't trust them to save anybody's life. Yeah, but the Cowboys always play down to the level of their competition. Everybody wants to point to this quote-unquote impressive win that they had against the Colts on Sunday night. I didn't see it that way, Carlin. Listen, that was a two-point game early in the fourth quarter against a four-win team. Why? I mean, the game got out of hand because of Matt Ryan and his three turnovers in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But, but I mean, that was a close ball game, and it shouldn't have been. No, it should not have Versus been. an inferior opponent. So why am I going to believe that a different Dallas Cowboys team is going to show up if they have to play Tampa in the wild card round? If you're going to make it close at the end of the game, we just saw what Tom Brady did. Just, just for those who root for chaos, what would that be like? And I, admittedly, I try to be as objective you know, you know as possible. Would, no, you know what that would be I'm like? I'm a cowboy Colin, You know what that would be like? Another coaching vacancy. <laughs> that's what that would, I'm, if you want to be real about it, that's what it would be like. If Mike McCarthy lost to this Bucks team in the wild card round, his ass getting fired. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. We've got breaking news and a new home for Baker Mayfield, and I'm not going to lie, this one is pretty surprising. We'll tell you about it next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? 
if you had a possible landing spot for Baker Mayfield being the Los Angeles Rams, you won. <laughs> the Rams have claimed Baker Mayfield off of waivers. That, according to Adam Schefter, just in the last few moments. So Baker Mayfield is joining the Los Angeles Rams. Now, on a couple of fronts, it does make sense for them. It's Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, not to mention your smart speakers as well. Uh, look, I get it because Matt Stafford is done for the year, basically. Mm. Just, just for the year? As far as we know. Mm. I mean, it, from everything I had heard out there, like, there's something going on with the spine and neck, too. Like, mm. And I, I think they've, I don't know if they've talked about that. I think they have. But there's there's something going on there with the spine or neck, and uh, you know, let's let's call it what it what it is. If you really go back and look, and sometimes we forget how much of a beating Matt Stafford took in Detroit. Whew. That was a massive beating. But that aside, Baker uh, gets claimed because they can use him the rest of the year for free. I don't think he goes into next year as an option for them at quarterback. I don't see that, but I think it could be an option as a backup quarterback next year because they got Walford and they got uh, Bryce, Bryce Perkins, Perkins the, the kid from UVA. Yeah. And uh, But other than that, they don't have a whole lot to work with, so it's a million bucks for the rest of the year to take a look and, and see what you got. You're taking a look for him as your backup quarterback? I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not See, looking at him as a starter. That's, that's the part that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because it doesn't feel like there's much to be gained from this season by having Baker Mayfield as your starting quarterback versus John Wolford or Bryce Perkins. Now we saw they were competitive with John Wolford against the Seattle Seahawks, and the Seahawks, if the playoffs started today, would be in. So I don't think it's about a quarterback competency issue. I think this is about. Sean McVay wanting to get a look at Baker Mayfield and see if he can be a long-term bridge option for them because of the uncertainty around Matt Stafford. If Matt Stafford were healthy, the Los Angeles Rams ain't making this move. Even if the season went off the rails like it did, if Matt Stafford was healthy, the Rams would not be in the Baker Mayfield business. But the fact that they did take a chance on this guy and they signed him off for the waiver wire – and I guess they were pretty high up in the waiver wire order because they're three and nine. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's more to it than that. I think that there are more legs to this story, and it's not just about Baker Mayfield. I think it's about the health long term with Matt Stafford. And I get it. They just gave this guy a huge contract. But if Matt Stafford decides, you know what, I've got my Super Bowl, I've got my money, I'm walking out the door, what are the options for the Rams at the quarterback spot? They don't have a lot of ways to get better because they don't own their draft pick in 2023. The Detroit Lions do. Mm-hmm. So this is a situation where you might need a bridge option for a year until you have your own top draft pick, and Baker Mayfield might not be a bad way to go. Look, I think if the Rams believed that Baker was a legitimate choice uh, for the bridge option or for any of that, uh, they're going to give him every opportunity here to show what he can do the rest of the season. Mm. The other question I would have is, if anybody's ever going to be able to fix Baker, wouldn't it be Sean McVay? Yeah, I mean, he went to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff as his quarterback. Yeah, yeah. and he couldn't get rid of Jared Goff fast enough. <laughs> because as one person put it to me once, and and 
this has been a much better situation for Jared Goff, so it's not a knock on him, but it was basically, dude, if I'm going to give you the answers to the test as you're walking up to the line of scrimmage, remember the answers. (laughs) You know? Carlin, we got more breaking news about NFC West quarterbacks. What? More breaking news. According to Adam Schefter, Doctors concluded today that 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo does not need foot surgery. It is not a Liz Frank injury. And if rehab goes smoothly, he could have a chance to return in seven or eight weeks, making him a potential playoff contributor. Seven Seven weeks weeks from today is January 24th, the divisional round in the NFC. Wow. 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 Things just got a whole lot brighter for the 49ers. A whole lot brighter for the 49ers. <laughs> well, they're going to play. So they're that gonna... means that in theory, they would probably have to try to go win a playoff game at with home. Purdy. At home. With because, Purdy. Because they're leading the NFC West. Yep. Yeah. With could, Purdy. could they do that against yeah. one of the wild card teams? Could Absolutely. we see them doing that against the Giants or the Commanders? Absolutely. Or, or you know, the Seahawks. Could we see them doing that? Absolutely. Absolutely. No question. Yeah. Boy, if that's the case, if that is just the gift of all time for the 49ers. Yeah. It really is. I mean, I didn't think they were dead in the water. I, I still think they'd have a chance because the defense is just so good. But it's asking a lot. Like, I'm really curious to watch Purdy this coming week. Yeah. After a team has had a week to prepare for him and get ready to see what he's and really have a plan for him and what they would do to rattle him other than just blitz, blitz, blitz. I, I'm really very interested to see if he can maintain the same level as we saw last week because so many times we see these young quarterbacks come in and off the bench mm-hmm. and they're able to have a little bit of success right away because the other team doesn't know what to expect. Well, here's the thing. They're going up against the Bucks this week, and you know what the Bucks are going to do. Blitz, 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 blitz with Todd yep. Bowles. Mm-hmm. Now here I have an opportunity to have more live reps in practice against their blitz package specifically and not just watching Jimmy Garoppolo take reps. So we'll see what that is. But the remainder of the schedule is not brutal for the 49ers. I mean, the Bucks. Uh, you, you have to see how that game goes, but I would still favor San Francisco. They're on the road against Seattle. That's a tough game. They're at home against the Commanders. Tough game. We'll see what happens with the Las Vegas Raiders. And then you finish out the season with the Arizona Cardinals. So is it outside of the realm of possibility that we're talking about the San Francisco 49ers being 11-7? and seven? No. No, I mean 11-6, and six, excuse me. No. Is, is, that, is that ridiculous? No. No. I can absolutely see that too. And right if, now they're they... 11, if they're 11-6, and six, you're probably talking about them being the third seed in the NFC playoff picture. Chris, are you telling me they can't beat the Giants at home? In a playoff game with with Purdy, they absolutely could. Yeah. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. We've got breaking news all over the place. It is rolling in, and we get the very latest on all of it, on Jimmy G, on Baker, all the rest of the news around the NFL next on ESPN Radio and Series 6M Channel 80. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. We got breaking news all over the place. We just told you a few moments ago, Adam Schefter tweeting that doctors have concluded Jimmy Garoppolo does not need foot surgery. It is not a Liz Frank injury. And if rehab goes smoothly, could return in seven to eight weeks, making making him a potential playoff contributor. Also, Baker Mayfield just claimed by the Rams. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio welcoming in... Our pal Jeff Darlington, the ESPN NFL reporter who joins us right now. Jeff, let's start with Jimmy G. I mean, you could not have a better scenario based off what they thought this was than what it actually turned out to be for the 49ers, it seems. No, and, and you know what? It's great for the 49ers. You know who it's better for? Jimmy mm. Garoppolo. Uh, and, and I say that because of what he has already been through, um, coming back and then ultimately leading the team. If you consider what's on the line for him contractually, that's where uh, I, I sit here and say, good for the 49ers potentially getting him back in the postseason, but better for Jimmy G to be able to hit free agency and perhaps have you know, the ability to sign a long-term deal and finally get paid. Um, because, you know, yes, he might make his mark again with the 49ers, and man, what an awesome story it would be, but... When he broke his foot the other day, and I was in the locker room talking to different guys, whether it's George Kittle or any of his teammates, they were just talking about how crushed they were for Jimmy um, after what he's gone through and what, quite frankly, for good and bad, what the organization has sort of put him through. Uh. So, in a lot of ways, yes, good for the 49ers, great for Jimmy G. Jeff, we got to stay in the NFC West. Baker Mayfield was claimed by the L.A. Rams. What's your read on this situation and what it means for the Rams, both in the short term mm-hmm. and in the long term with their quarterback position. Do you know what's fun? I was thinking about this when he signed. I remembered a story years ago. I know Sean McVay pretty well, and I remember years ago, and this is when I, I, I got to go back and look at when this was. I guess it was right when Baker, gosh, it was when Baker was coming out. Uh, and... He had Jared Goff as a quarterback, and I, I was at a, an event, um, and I was standing with Sean, and we were kind of like walking through the place, and we ran into Baker Mayfield, and Sean pulled him aside and like looked him at, at him and said, you know, everybody has a problem with the way you act and the things you do. And Sean, like very inspired, told him, you keep being you. You keep doing what you do. If I did not have my, at this point, if I didn't have my ride or die in Jared Goff, I would be finding a way to get you to be my quarterback. So, you know, when this signing happened, all I thought was, uh, you know, I know that a lot has transpired for Baker since then. And I know that professional football can humble a guy and maybe make things seem a little different than they once were. But I do think that I remember when he was coming out of it for the draft that the two guys who loved him more than anybody were, were Sean McVay and Sean Payton. 
And if those two guys look at Baker Mayfield and believe that he could be something, I tend to think that's his best chance. And now he's with one of those two coaches. So I don't know what happens. I don't know if Baker can resurrect his career and he can do it eventually with the Rams if Matt Stafford you know, retires now or in the near future. But I think that at the very least, this is a place where Baker could reach whatever potential he has left in the tank. Interesting stuff right there. Good little nugget there, Jeff. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter. Okay, uh, the Cowboys, uh, according to Ed Werder, concerned Mm -hmm. regarding um, OBJ's medicals here. Jeff, what are you hearing on this whole situation? Do you get the impression that maybe this is a situation where he's not going to be able to help anybody this season? Yeah, I I do get that impression, and I have gotten that impression. Um, Talking to two other teams um, before this, I was a little surprised that Jerry Jones was going so hard because the other teams that I had spoken to with um, teams we've talked about, I won't won't name them at this point, but teams we've talked about as potential suitors for him, and the concern there has been this guy has had back-to-back knee surgeries. The most recent one they actually did was intended to also clean up some of the um, the alleged mistakes that were made in the knee surgery that he had when he was with the Browns. So there was these teams that said, we haven't seen video of him. We haven't seen, uh, we haven't had any indication of when he'll be ready. We just know that he's had back-to-back knee surgeries and has not been the same player in the past five years. So, you know, there's already that concern, uh, not to suggest that a team that takes a chance on him won't get the benefit that the Rams got last year in those final games. But, uh, but I do think that hearing that from Ed Werder, it definitely blends with the only concerns from other teams that are looking to potentially pay a guy who, who by the way, wants to get paid. So wouldn't surprise me if there's trepidation. It also won't surprise me if ultimately a team like the Cowboys finds a way to sign him on a lower-end deal and at least give the guy a chance. Talking with ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Donington on Canty and Carlin. And Jeff, earlier today, the Tennessee Titans canned their general manager, John Robinson, after the team went 66-43 and during his tenure as their general manager. I mean, on its face, it, it very much mm-hmm. feels like a him-or-me situation with head coach mm-hmm. Mike Vrabel. What's your take on what went down in Nashville today? So I, I don't really know. Uh, the only thing I do know is that I, I've been told that that's not the case. It's not where this is that, that Vrabel won the battle of ultimately getting the say. I, I think that, you know, the other, the other thing that was thrown out is like, hey, A.J. Brown suddenly embarrasses the Titans for letting him go against the Eagles, and that's the reason. I, I've been told that's not the reason either. Now, that being said, I haven't been told exactly what the reason is. Exactly. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> so, so I'm not here sitting here saying, you know, I'm not trying to, to make excuses for the Titans or anything like that. I will say that uh, I tend to think that Mike Vrabel is among the very best in the NFL at getting the most out of his roster and his team. Uh, and I would say that if I was ownership and looking at it, saying that we have an overachieving head coach, how can we get to the point where he is not overachieving but simply achieving? Uh, and, you know, I, I could understand that position. That being said, the timing of firing a general manager in the middle of a season uh, yeah. is curious in itself. And yeah. I think that it needs to flush <laughs> itself out before, we, know, before uh, we can say exactly what happened here. Of a first-place team, mind you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. And, and yeah. And, look, it is a first-place team, though, that is overachieving. 
And, yeah. and I get that, and I could totally see, I could have seen it this last offseason. I could see it this next offseason. Just any time a general manager gets fired when, quite frankly, a general manager really isn't doing very much, it strikes me as a little bit odd. Jeff, last one for me, and we got about 30 seconds. Was last night... Are you trying to tell me? Talk fast? Yeah, moving along. Uh, last oh, night... No, <laughs> last night... We we saw what happened with Tom Brady and and coming back yet again. Am I now supposed to believe in the Tampa Bay Bucks' ability to go on a playoff run, assuming they win the NFC South? Oh, I just took another ten seconds to the question. I'm not very good at math, but I have like four seconds. All right. Well, you know what? You uh, can have it back. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just playing. I, I I don't know. You know, he just he continues to amaze, and I have large concerns for the Bucks when in three quarters they struggle as they did last night. I never count out Tom Brady, but, I mean, this division is so bad. Just winning the division doesn't mean much to me in terms of a playoff run. But with Tom Brady at the other side of it, I mean, as we saw last night, you can never count him out. That was like 14 seconds. Uh, not, I wasn't really. I kind of lost count. That was so. 14 seconds. Okay. You, you, would, you, you actually think, timed it. Wow, we're killing a lot of time right now. Clock. Thanks, That's Jeff. my wife. I have an unbelievable internal clock. <laughs> She See says, you later, Jeff. Wow. Uh, I'm almost ready. No, you're not. You need 15 minutes. You say you need five. You're you're doing some damage at home right now. You know that. Okay. No, she, she, you think she listens to sports radio? Yeah. Give me a break. I can say whatever I want right now. I think this is up on podcast every day is what wow. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and we want to remind you that it's V-Week at ESPN when we partner with the V-Foundation to highlight the urgent need for cancer research. This is a game-changing research that helps save lives. You can join the fight against cancer by visiting v.org slash donate. That's v.org slash donate. 100% of your donation goes directly to cancer research. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. You can't miss Canty and Carlin, pound for pound, the biggest show on ESPN Radio. Well, we pretty much owe our career to the guy who's going to join us right now. Hello. Directly, indirectly? No, directly. Jeff Smullyan is the author of a new book, Never Ride a Roller Coaster Upside Down, The Ups, Downs, and Reinvention of an Entrepreneur. He also is the CEO of Emma's Broadcasting, and Jeff Smullyan started sports radio back in 1987. And he joins us right now. Jeff, it's Chris Carlin and Chris Canty on ESPN Radio. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks, guys. Great talking to you. Yeah, so listen, thanks. First of all, you know, we we haven't had to get a real job. Thanks to you coming up with the idea for sports radio. So we appreciate that. <laughs> I haven't had many real ones either. I always said I, I'm an entrepreneur because no one would hire me in a free society. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, take me back to that to that point in 1987 when the decision was made to to start an all sports radio station in New York at WFAN. Well, it's funny. I had had the idea when I was in college at USC in the 60s. Always wanted to do it, and we bought what was then WHN, um, and it was half uh, country music and half the Mets. Um, and I brought it up to our managers, and I got roundly voted down. And somebody said, what do you want to do? And I said, well, you can't lead where others won't follow, so let's not do it. And Rick Cummings, who was then and is still now head of all of our programming, came in the next day 
and said, look, we still think it's a stupid idea, but, you know, we owe you one. Um, so let's do it. And it was known as Smullyan's Folly for quite a while. Uh, there are there, we, uh, Greg, Greg Gumbel is our first morning man. Lampley was our Jim Lampley was our first midday guy. And, and millions of New Yorkers ignored it uh, regularly on a regular basis. <laughs> Jeff, looking back at what sports radio was when you started it versus what the medium is now, what are some of the noticeable yes. differences in terms of how the industry has reinvented itself in order to survive? Well, I think what we learned quickly at FAN in the very beginning was it was the original people who did it had a national vision. And, and, and I think focusing more on a local market and also really interacting with people, uh, it's, a, it's a much more compelling, much more interaction, commentary, uh, than just straight news. Um, the formats have evolved. One of, I can tell you one, one of my favorite stories. Um, when I was, a friend of mine in sports said, you know, uh, it changed everything for players and managers and owners um, because it used to be that if the newspaper ripped you, you read the column in the morning and put it down. Um, and he said, then this happened, and all sports radio was 24-hour commentary uh, on every mistake you ever made. And one of my dear friends, who was Shereen Nameless, when I was in Major League Baseball, uh, listened to sports radio in Seattle and listened to me getting ripped as the owner of the Mariners. Uh, and he said, I'm not a religious man, but I now know there's a God because the guy who invented this format that's ruined all of our lives is now an owner, and he's getting ripped by it. So I feel good <laughs> about that. Jeff Smolian, author of Never Ride a Roller Coaster Upside Down, the Ups, Downs, and Reinvention of an Entrepreneur, uh, joining Katie and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Jeff, when did you know it was going to work? It really was about 18 months. We used to research the market, and we found that in the beginning, people went to, to WINS and WCBS for sports news. And then about a year later, it flipped, and they started coming to us. And then, and then also when we merged with NBC and put Don Imus on in the morning and put Russo and Francesa on in the afternoon, everything started to come together. And, you know, another one of my favorite sayings is there's a line between the line between being a genius and an idiot is very fine. Uh, and I went from idiot to genius on this project when it turned around. <laughs> Jeff, how has podcasting and uh, streaming impacted what has happened in sports radio? Well, there, you know, I mean, the interesting thing is there are alternatives. There are things that give people a, a, an ability to dig deeper, to listen to their favorite personalities more. Um, the challenge is making the economics work. Um, you know, we've got, I think, three and a half million podcasts in America, and most of them don't make money. Um, and in streaming audio, and, and now we're seeing this in streaming video, where, you know, it, you know nobody has really cracked the code to make them economically viable, which is a fascinating thing. I, I think you just saw the change at Disney because Disney Plus lost a billion and a half dollars in one quarter in streaming. So it's a, it's a business model that's attractive to consumers, but nobody's really found out whether it's economically, either one or economically viable. Jeff, last one. Why the book now? What's, what's the biggest takeaway that you got from the experience of writing the book? Well, the book was, was written because I used to, I've driven my daughter to school every day from kindergarten until she got her driver's license and unceremoniously fired me. And we would talk about life and lessons and things I've learned. And I would tell her all the stories and she said, dad, nobody's ever going to believe this stuff. You got to write it. So when COVID came about, I wrote it and I found it was cathartic. 
hopefully people will find it fun and they'll learn some things about the economics of media, radio and TV and sports. And hopefully they'll find lessons. Uh, I always say everybody's an entrepreneur of their own life. So hopefully they'll find lessons that uh, help them deal with life. Jeff, what's the one piece of advice you would give somebody starting out in sports radio? Well, I think the most important thing is if, if you love something, you'll work harder at it. You'll do it. Uh, you know, I've always said you got to have grit. I've always said the two most important principles are grit, perseverance, never quit. If you love it, keep doing it. And then the, and then the single most important thing is your word, integrity. When you give somebody your word, whatever it is, you live up to it. That's the, but I think, you know, starting out, if you love it, keep doing it. Keep knocking on doors. Uh, and there are opportunities if you want something bad enough. Jeff, we appreciate it. Best of luck with the book. It's Never Ride a Roller Coaster Upside Down, the Ups, Downs, and Reinvention of an Entrepreneur. Jeff Smullyan, we appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Chris and Chris. Thanks. Absolutely. Jeff, and again, you know, he started it back in the day. And yeah. We, we would not be here if it were not for that. So, you know. Then there are some, listen, I used to work there. There were a lot of stories from when it all started back in the day. And there are some doozies that I can tell. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.